are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. This episode of the Traditional Outdoors Podcast is brought to you by Scott Spray Custom Rods. Scott Spray has been crafting fine, hand-built fishing rods since 2010. He specializes in fly rods, but will custom-build almost any rod to fit almost any need. Both Nick and I own custom rods built by Scott, and personally, I can tell you the two that I own are not only fantastic performers, but they look amazing as well. Now, Scott also offers different products on his new website, from the aforementioned custom-made fly rods to hand-cut wildlife license plates and even wall-hanging art. If you don't see what you want on his site, reach out to Scott, and he will be more than willing to work through the process with you. He is always willing to answer any questions you may have about ordering your custom rod, and even novice fly fishermen will find it easy to get exactly what they want in their custom-made fly rod. And once he begins production on your custom rod, Scott will even keep you updated with the full progress using photographs and email communications. So be sure to visit Scott today at www. Dot .sprayrods.com or reach out to him at carpflyfisher at gmail.com. Now on to the show. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Angel. I'm joined tonight by my good friends, Mr. Nick View and Mr. Tom Jurgensen. How's it going, guys? It's going good, Steve. It's been a while, it seems like. It it, it has. Well, it really has been a while since uh, you and I talked because of the, the, the hunt we were on last week and everything going on getting ready for for that and some of the the extra work stuff I had, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't even remember the last time you and I actually sat down and recorded a podcast. Yeah, I know. I, it's been a while. Same with Tom. Tom, I can't remember the last time we had you on and talking. It's been a long time. I think, uh, yeah, twenty eighteen wrap up. I think was the last time all three of us were on together. We only bring you. Has it been that long? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> wow. We only have Tom on for the wrap ups and the summaries. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in all in all fairness, and I know I know Tom, you've been you've been crazy busy with work, kind of kind of like I have. Uh, but we did want to we did want to pull all three of us together tonight. Um, the the kind of the purpose of of this episode is a is a recap on our first year uh, of doing a podcast together. Um, we are doing a little something uh, odd right now. We've got a we've got an open uh, conference call that we're we're actually listening to each other on and the reason i say that is i thought i had everything figured out and, and didn't test this very well we've kind of made this this public so if people want to join they can join uh when they join they will be muted and i thought i had control of being able to unmute them but uh we found out as we were getting started that they can unmute themselves and if somebody hops on and just jumps in and starts talking we'll we'll figure that out so you may hear some some chuckles from from myself nick or tom along the way if uh if anybody just does join in here but uh we'll we'll sort through it um but it has been a it has been a a really good year i think as far as the podcast and and i do want to get into um everybody's favorite moments and and takeaways from from the year uh uh, with the the various guests and topics and so forth. But before we do that, I did want to spend a little bit of time kind of talking to uh, each of you guys about what you've been up to, you know, more specifically. I kind of know what what Tom and I were up to recently and I want to get into that, but uh, Nick, have, have you managed to have you managed to thaw out yet? Are you are you looking for any 
uh, spring fishing or, uh, or turkey hunting or anything yeah, in, in the very, very near, near future, future. Definitely. In fact, I'm going. Uh, I'm going stumping and uh, turkey scouting with uh, John Bushin next Sunday. Um, actually, this Sunday. This Sunday coming up, uh, we're going. And we haven't been out in a while, but I, I tell you what, it's been kind of crazy. I mean, fishing, no, all the rivers are blown out around here right now. I mean, I probably could do some bank fishing. I've seen some guys out there. Um, but really, just it hasn't been great it's just been either muddy or icy or chilling wind or it's it's just been a crazy year um i did go to a cool shoot um a couple weekends ago i went and visited bub and caroline uh wells and uh we went over to tomahawk tomahawk archers in uh temperance and um they had an mla day and they donated 10 percent of the proceeds to the mla and there's a good uh, there's a good contingent of MLA people there anyway, and uh, Bub and Caroline really do a nice job trying to get people shooting traditional, and they set up a booth and they have a big try to traditional banner and they crack me up because you know Bub gets up at like four o'clock in the morning and he's got the truck packed with all the bows people are borrowing and has everything written down and you know it was fixing to be a really good day and then we just got pelted that night with wind and hail and sleet and rain and it carried on through to the next day it was supposed to be like 45 and um we got about a quarter of the people we would have gotten normally um but it was still a good time um got to shoot got to bring the girls out and they're shooting better than they ever have my kids Aubrey and Mackenzie they they I didn't need to help them at all and that's really surprising like you know, other than dad, leave me alone, let me shoot a couple times. Uh, they, they did great. Uh, so that was a good time. We only really had time to shoot one round. Um, then have some cake and some, some chili and some hot dogs and got to visit with everybody. And, uh, then I had to leave, but it was a good weekend. And I always love to go down and see Bub and Caroline because they're really just, in my opinion, the heart of traditional archery here in, uh, here in Michigan. Um, they're just great. And that's not an exaggeration. Those two have recruited so many people into this. It's mm-hmm. crazy. They're like second parents. So that was, that was really fun. Yeah, we've been, uh, so we're, we're several months into our local club 3D shoot. We will continue to do that through, uh, through September. Um, but you guys up there have a lot more of that stuff. I mean, we have, uh, we have the local North Georgia club. There's another club down in South Georgia, uh, that has a shoot every month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, traditional bow hunters of Georgia have a few shoots scattered out, which the, uh, the big state shoot was actually last weekend. So, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Weekend before last. It was the, the same weekend that I, I left heading up to South Carolina and I just, I couldn't do both. I'd gotten so behind with, uh, getting everything ready for the hunt because of work that I had to kind of do everything at the last minute Saturday and, and was actually worried the the whole time I was driving down that I'd forgot something and, and actually ended up, uh, I got my, um, my three weight blue halo custom rod from Scott spray last week and was hoping to, or planning, I should say, to carry that with me. Just absolute gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's great. I'm crazy uh, jealous about that rod. (laughs) So I stuck it in the truck and then forgot the stupid, well, I shouldn't say that. I grabbed what I thought was the reel. Um, Problem with having too many blasted fly reels, I ended up grabbing the spare spool instead of the the reel itself. So when I got down there, I had a spool with a lot of line on it, but no way to attach it to the (laughs) rod. So uh, 
But anyway, luckily I I did carry the the little two weight, uh, and and got out and I managed to catch three out of that pond there on the uh, right behind the bunkhouse. Uh, one pretty decent, I'd say a pound size bass, and hooked into a really nice pike. But I never, as soon as I set the hook on him, I saw him flash in the water and he cut the line. But that bass was a was a pretty good fight on that on that mm. little two way. Oh, I bet you it was, and uh, and it's all right, Steve. Some people forget, you know, reels. Some people forget their bows at home when they go hunting too, don't they, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to let them live that. I wasn't even there. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a while since I talked to you, and uh, and we usually chat like you know pretty much every day, and I I think it's been pretty quiet for like. A week. I know you guys have been have been crazy busy. So it sounds like you guys had a great hunt, though, huh? We did. What's the what's the bow forgetting episode? <laughs> did we ever talk uh, about that on here? I, I don't think we need to. I think we do. The door's been open. So here's the deal. I had a, a, a hunt uh, day hunting schedule with some friends, and. Uh, you know, we, we usually do like one Saturday every every fall. It's one of those really early mornings. I was in a rush. I didn't have my stuff ready. I uh, kind of got everything together. I was packing up for the car. And uh, the house had a weird entry exit. Um, so, like, you had to close one door before you could open the other sort of thing. So, I was taking stuff from upstairs, and I had to do a door one way. And then I had to get stuff out of the basement. I had to do the door the other way. And at the last minute, most of the stuff was packed. And I strung my, no, I unstrung my bow to put it in the car. And I went like to the, the half flight level. And I remembered something in the basement and I hung it on the coat hook. And I went down and I grabbed the thing and I went right past it on my way to the car. And then I drove an hour and I'm, you know, pulling up at the friend's house and realized like, oh, wait a minute. I think my bow is still hanging on a hook an hour away. And, uh, just right at dawn. So, uh, meet up with the landowner and we exchange pleasantries and share a cup of coffee. And he goes down and grabs his bow and puts on his harness. And I go out to my car and grab my camera and harness. And I went to my stand and took pictures and he went hunting. And, uh, I, yeah, have yet to live that down. I, I won't ever live that down. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I, I'm here. I'm listening to you tell this, and actually, that story did come up last week on one of the fireside conversations. I believe could be. Well, I, I, now that I'll ask you after that, I don't want to mention the the person's name after the uh, while we're recording, but I think I know who. I think I heard that. Yeah. So one of the I forgot my bow once. Somebody else in our little <laughs> inner circle forgot their arrows. That they they didn't bring their quiver once. Somebody else brought their quiver but they changed out to field points during the week and they didn't put their broadheads back on for the hunt so i know who that was yeah i mean we've had all sorts (laughs) of i mean you get enough years and enough dumb stuff happening and yeah yeah we don't have we don't have to name any names about the about the screw-in points and the broadheads but it's but it rhymes with fob bones Uh, I was just sitting here thinking, Tom, you know, we have never had the problem of bringing so much gear that we just decided to start shooting trees either. So, uh, you know, 
<laughs> we all got our little thing. Yes, yeah, we do. It's a yeah, fetish. So, so Tom, I know you've been uh, you've you've been working a lot. You've had uh, you've actually had a couple of hunts already this year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, kind of went into my busy time of year and uh, did a lot of stuff with work. Crammed in a lot of long weeks, and uh, March kind of doubled up on me. So I went down to Oklahoma for a, a hunt down there for pigs, and uh, came back for a week. And then I came down to uh, South Carolina to hunt with you. And so March was a really good month in my book. Well, I know anytime you're, you're hog hunting, it's a, it's a good month for you. So. Indeed. So let's, um, I do want to get into to kind of talking about, you know, the year in review, so to speak. But uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the hunt last week. Um, so, you know, that camp ambush, which we, we just, you know, released in fact nick was talking about before the before we started recording that he just finished listening to last week's episode where you and i sat down in the in the bunkhouse uh at wild things talking to rick butler and doug gilmore and Derek sheehan um poor poor rick felt uh, i i really appreciate him doing that because i know he did not feel good uh if everybody you know that listened couldn't tell rick had a, a bad cold and we uh we gave him a bit of a hard time telling him you know we were going to start calling him the Barry White of the traditional outdoors podcast <laughs> because he came across with that really deep <laughs> that really deep voice but uh, yeah that guy sounded you know, it smooth was a, he did he really did I mean like uh, a, in fact like everybody else's track I I put the, you know the equalization on it to kind of get rid of any you know uh, high high sounds and I didn't even need to on Rick's because it's he just he had that silky smooth bass Vo- bass voice. voice sounded like a warm buttered roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you always go too far, <laughs> just just one step too far. Uh, but it was a it was a really good it was a really good time sitting and talk about that. And the 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 bad part is that was probably one you know one hour of I don't know Tom probably what 30 or 40 hours of that kind of dialogue that week i mean yeah. just lots of lots of lots of stories lots of lots of ribbing po- poking fun um it was just a great week i've gotten to where i just i think from now on i'm gonna look forward to the, that hunt each year more than more than anything else just a great great bunch of guys yeah i yeah totally agree i mean i i, I spent a lot of time in that camp uh or in that property and it, it's different not a bad bunch of guys in any of the groups, but that that group is near and dear to my heart. Yep, and yep. and I insist that at some point we have Doug Gilmer on here and just let him cut loose. <laughs> this story time with Doug. That's a dangerous proposition, <laughs> but I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you know what? We'll lose our explicit rating. <laughs> <laughs> I I will have to really warm up the the bleep button. I don't think I've had to use that, but what twice? Once or twice the whole Maybe year, twice. if you count, we had a, we had, a, and I'm not going to mention names, but we did have a, a guest on fairly recently that, um, had some challenges with, uh, the internet connection. And I, for people that don't know the way, the way we record our episodes, if we can, is everybody is always recording their own track independently. And I collect all those different tracks, uh, after the recording and I mix them, um, from week to week and 
I always tell the guest, if if you ever get dropped from the conference bridge, just keep recording because that keeps the uh, the recordings all the same length and it makes it easier on me. And then when you, you know, when you, once you get re rejoined, we'll just pick up where we left off. And so it's always, you're, you're always a bit apprehensive when you're listening to those, those recordings, because you never know what people are going to say when you're not actively participating in a podcast and they forget that they're still recording. Right. Mm. So this particular guest, the, the, their, their connection dropped. So they, they, they dropped out of the conference bridge and they continued their, their sentence or their, their, the topic that they were talking about, which probably lasted a couple of minutes. And then it gets to the end and I, you hear a gap and then they ask, are you still there? And you hear that again, and and then the expletives start coming, and it's just it's it just cracks you up because they again you know they just forget that they're that they're still recording, and it's always fun to edit those back out. But uh, yeah, I don't think we've used the I don't think we I've used the censor button, but maybe once or twice. I I know uh, our buddy uh, Will Jenkins let one one slip one when we recorded with him but i can't remember what the other one was but i know we've had to probably probably still but, feels bad about it too but yeah it's uh, who will yeah. i told him not it's probably it's that. been really good i mean most people that get on here aren't aren't they understand so you yeah. know but and uh, and doug would too but honestly i i think if we do that and actually i actually kind of like that idea but if we do that you know i think i'm gonna tell him up front don't worry about censoring anything. You tell the story the way you want to tell it. I'll take care of the, I'll take care of the editing and and you know because it honestly I think it would be more funny if you if you bleep those things and let people just use their own imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but he does have some some really funny stories. Uh, anyway, but yeah, last week uh, last week was was pretty pretty uneventful early on. Um. A lot of a lot of deer seen, which isn't that always the case. If you're turkey hunting, the, the deer will run all over you. If you deer hunt, you uh, the, the, you know what I mean. You you always see plenty of the animals when they're out of season, um, and they're kind of hard can be kind of hard to come by when the when the season's right. But lots of deer, lots of turkeys, um, and the story somewhere in the podcast with the with the gang in camp chicken hawk was mentioned that I, I briefly talked about chicken hawk and i've had like three or four people that have either messaged me or left a comment on one of the posts on social media about chicken hawk so we i think we got to explain this a little bit better now tom did you ever actually see no. okay nope. so, no i've, I've, I've seen ahead. one about the same size on an adjacent field acting a similar way years ago so when I heard the story, it, it, it felt like I was going back home, but uh, I didn't actually see Chicken Hawk with my own eyes. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture here, and before I before I start telling about how all this came about, I first want to explain what Chicken Hawk, what the reference uh, is tied to. Uh, for anyone that that remembers uh, Foghorn Leghorn, the the cartoon, uh, the episodes where he had the the little uh, chicken hawk, which I think it, on those episodes was kind of supposed to be like a, uh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I just remember it was, it, he, he had all these great plans and, and, 
Foghorn Leghorn would would tell him to slow down, boy. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's where this all came up. So the the second day, I'm sitting in a in a stand. I I got in the stand way too early. Rick Rick was really wanting to get out and 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 hit the woods. So we actually ended up leaving about an hour before we had planned to from camp. We got in the stand, and I had just turned my thermocell on. I just got settled in, turned my thermocell on, and I look out across this big field that I was sitting on the edge of, and and I already had deer coming into the field from the direction that I had just that I had just walked, which really kind of shocked me. And these deer hung out. They would they would mess around in the field, and they'd run over into the the, the pines on my right. And then a few minutes later, I'd see them pop back out. And this went back and forth for probably an hour. And I've even got pictures where they came all the way up and were at the at the base of my stand, and then they'd run back out. And like the fifth time, fourth or fifth time, they did this. I'm sitting there and I, I, I saw, I caught a glimpse of movement and I looked and sure enough, they were coming back out of this stand of pines. It's probably, I don't know, I don't know, three or four year old pines are 10, 12 feet tall, really thick. And they stepped out of these pines again. And I thought they were going to come right back in that field and start feeding, but they, they messed around a little bit. And all of a sudden one of them snapped its head to its left and stared for a few minutes. And then all, all three of them just tore out of the field wide open and i thought what the heck and at first i thought well maybe it was uh charlie or somebody you know riding through the property but i didn't hear anything and then i saw something black a hundred yards away and i I pulled up my binoculars and i said it's a little pig and that's exactly what it was a little pig i between rick and i we kind of went back and forth between 20 and 30 pounds and really that's because Pigs are really hard to judge weight anyway, especially when they're walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, you know, I see this little, this little, this little pig, and I'm thinking what most of us would have thought: there's got to be more behind it. So I went ahead and got my my bow in my lap and was ready. And this pig starts working its way down the down the edge of the the field in the woods, and I keep watching for something behind it, and there's nothing behind it. Um, now, for those that don't know, and I think we mentioned this last week when we were talking, the hunting on this property is a you can there's a combination of doing spot and stalk, and there's also feeders, and you can sit over the feeders. And I was sitting over the, one of the feeders this afternoon, and this this little pig is working its way towards me, and he's obviously decided he's hungry, he's going to come eat. And uh, I'd already, I mean, I had no plans to to shoot this this little pig, but he. He worked right on up the edge of the field and walked right in front of me and he goes over and he starts munching on corn that's on the ground and and late in the afternoons a lot of times the you know the the birds start coming down and they're they're eating this corn too and every time the smallest little chickadee or cardinals which were everywhere would land anywhere near this pig he would bristle up the razor mane on the back of his neck would stand straight up and he would start hoofing and grunting at i mean very aggressive just <laughs> and it was i was sitting there laughing i mean this this thing was strutting around like he owned the world and he did this for probably five minutes or more and then he basically made a beeline for rick stand and went and visited rick rick got the same show and what we figured out over the course of the next couple of days is he was working a circuit of three different feeders right there together. Uh, 
And he was just constantly going in a big circle. Uh, and every time he showed up, he, he demonstrated this same behavior. And I don't know how many times we spotted him throughout the week, but it was, it was over a half a dozen. Um, we even came out Thursday. I think it was, I was driving. We had to, we had to get, um, Charlie went and borrowed a, a big, uh, four wheel drive, uh, Polaris Ranger. I think is what it was because the water was so high. Um, some of the sloughs you had to cross to get to some of the stands, it would actually go over the hood of this thing. And I would say the top of the hood on this was four feet high, probably. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, about, right? about the same as like a Jeep with a little lift. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, you'd have the water actually rushing through the, the passenger compartment and going up on your boots. I mean, it was oh, yeah. some really deep water. Uh, and I've got some video of that I may post at some point in time. But we're heading out of camp and we, we pass by the field that, that Rick was hunting the first day he saw this little pig and I just happened to look up and I had one person uh, in the front and two people riding on the back. And I said, pig on the left and, and chicken hawk crossed the road and got out in what we call Charlie's field and spun around hmm. and looked at that, looked at that ATV. And you could just tell he was sitting there huffing and grunting <laughs> as we couldn't hear him, but he's sitting there like daring us to get out of that, that vehicle and come after him. It was the funniest thing. He just, you would have thought he weighed 500 pounds and was the baddest boar in the, on the 3000 acre property. It was, it was just hilarious. And every time you saw, you couldn't help but laugh because he just, he had a really, really, really bad case of little man syndrome, but it was, <laughs> dude, it was a hoot. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. And so I saw some pictures of him and I think he's that perfect age where, uh, when they're smaller than that, it, they're, they're just round and their ears haven't really like established yet. And then when they get bigger, you know, a boar will build the shoulders out and get the mane and, and get those ears and that big head. And, um, you know, they really look like a boar and chicken hawk is just that perfect age where he looks like a real boar, but he's tiny. And, uh, <laughs> I've seen some, uh, you know, in all the, the thousands of pigs I've seen there, three boars really struck me as, um, uh, the real bad seed, you know, I mean, just the, the, the ones you don't want to bump in the night. And it sounds like chicken hawks got some of those genetics in him. So we'll have to be careful next time we go down. He might be nine feet tall by then. Well, and I, I think we talked about it. That he, the way he was acting, I'm pretty sure um, a, a bigger boar, maybe even his father, has has run him out of the the family group he was in, um, possibly because of the way he behaves. But I imagine he probably fought back a little bit. I mean, he's just a like I said, he, it's hilarious to watch. But you know, and and here's the other thing I was going to say too, Tom. I've seen, I've actually seen boars. I had, uh, and we won't get into my whole debacle the last night, but I know there were boars in that group of five or six pigs that came into me. They were boars. They didn't act like that. No. That was, I mean, it's just, it's really weird because you see some boars that you really wouldn't know they were boars unless you could get a real close uh, look at them because they just don't, they don't posture like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's got to be, it's got to be, genetics genes i guess um oh, I, I i think i think there's some alphas that are born and it'll be interesting to see what comes of this one yeah i think he's uh 
a descendant. I didn't get a picture. So you, while we were in camp, you actually got your uh, the 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 shoulder mount of the big the big hog that you took a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing's just unbelievable uh, to see it to see the head in person. Yeah. Uh, that thing was massive, <laughs> but uh, pretty sure that that chicken hawk may be a descendant <laughs> of that boy. From the way he was acting, probably. Well, we've uh, I've been watching the the conference. Um, looked like we had one person that that tried to join and dropped right back out. And I, I got a message. Uh, looks like something may be preventing people from joining. So right. I'm not sure if anybody else will get in. But I'll I'll just go ahead and say now I apologize. I didn't get around to testing this ahead of time. But if we decide to do one of these again in the future, I'll I'll test it out a little bit a little bit better. So my apologies to anybody that may be trying to to join and having technical difficulty but with that said if you guys are okay with it before we before we get into talking about uh our favorite episodes and so forth what do you say we go ahead and draw this uh winner for this fly rod i think we're better yeah all right so what i did and i'm actually going to be recording uh recording this so give me just one second to get that set up so what i've done is i actually went into itunes uh just before we started recording, and I uh, captured all the names for everyone that has left a, a rating and a review. I've pulled those into a notepad, and I've got this uh, application that I've used for years that uh, is called a random name picker. So I'm just actually going to copy all of these names into copy all these names and paste them into the. Random name selector, and we're going to hit select. And here we go. Now, the, the again, the, the winner of this is receiving a custom fly rod from Scott Spray. It is a uh, fiberglass fi, uh, five weight. Um, everything about it's custom. What I've seen of it, it's uh, it's an orange blank with uh, kind of a navy or a royal blue uh, wrappings. And he's also going to build them one of his custom license plates uh, to the uh, winner's spec so pretty much anything that he can he can create a design for um he will do that for you and those plates are just fantastic so here we go picking a winner let's see who we get okay so the winner is mg mickey that's m-g-m-i-c-k-e-y and nick if you'll write that down for me real quick i'm actually going to Uh, do a refresh of this page and I'm going to pick a second one just in case uh, that that person does not come forward I'm going to give it a couple of weeks and the second name is Lynn L-Y-N-N-O-L-I-J-N-Y-K I I can't pronounce that not going to try that is our our second uh, person that's not a runner-up uh, the only reason I picked that second name was if the first person does not come forward and claim the prize after two weeks, then uh, the uh, second person, Lynn, uh, will be the person that I try to contact. So if you're MG Mickey, please uh, reach out to me uh, via either social media or you can send an email to bowhunterga, that's B-O-W-H-U-N-T-E-R-G-A at gmail.com. And let me know that uh, it was your name that was selected, and we'll get you squared away with the custom fly rod from 
Mr. Scott Spray. And I'm going to stop my recording here real quick on the video. And then I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. So with that out of the way, I say we jump in and start talking about our first year doing the podcast. So I'm not sure who wants to go first here. I actually would like to to go last if you gentlemen don't mind. So, uh, Tom, we were talking about before we started this, sounds like you actually did probably the most preparation. So, if, if, imagine, which imagine really that. does, I mean, that surprised me that you actually imagine said that. that. I, huh. I, I, I was really taken aback. Um, but anyway, would, would how you feel about jumping in and going first? Yeah, not happy to. I, uh, I was taking a look at the episodes, and the first thing that really surprised me is. For being the co-host at large, I was only in eight episodes in the first year. So, and then we got to fix that. And then when you mm-hmm. take out Wyoming, there's not a lot left. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you've been an active listener. Haven't I, you, you know what? I haven't missed an episode yet. But but uh, how many times has he been mentioned in the podcast? You know, it, I I feel uh, omnipresent. I feel like you are too. I feel like every episode we've mentioned Tom. And, and here's the funny thing. So you guys record episodes and sometimes I don't know who you're going to have on. And I'm surprised because just like everybody else, right? I mean, I get my little notification Sunday night. I download the episode. I hit the play button on my commute Monday morning. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding. Like, how are you guys talking to somebody that, I feel like I know, or I do know, or I've shared a camp with. And uh, so I kind of took a look, and a few of them stood out. I thought were pretty good. So, Steve, the first one that came up was uh, Lucas Bullington. So, yep. and I, I, I know that a bunch of us have uh, knives from Lucas, and we were putting some to work last week. Um and then the next one that popped up was Jay St. Charles. And when you talk about like, we've been a lot of great episodes, but when you hear the episode of Jay talking about the origins of bow hunting in Washington and, you know, what Glenn St. Charles was doing and what was going on in the basement and, you know, that, that was just pure gold. I mean that was that that's one of the few episodes I've listened to multiple times. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, the other one that surprised me was every episode about crazy arrows and high FOC. I haven't been on. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. You know what? I I honestly had not I had not thought about it, but you're 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 really making me sit here going thinking you know god what a what a heel you are oh man uh, because because you're right i mean it, there's there's definitely i mean you're you well actually i shouldn't say that you you reintroduced me to lucas's work i had actually seen lucas's work before at a, a traditional archery shoot in um alabama mm-hmm. and i looked at the stuff and to be honest i wanted uh i wanted several things that he had i just didn't have the money at the time and i'd kind of forgotten about it until you showed me your uh your lucas ford uh packer mm-hmm. 
and I fell in love with that knife immediately and had to get one. So, you know, I didn't, I honestly didn't think about that. I didn't, and I shouldn't say I didn't think about it because I'm, I'm pretty sure we even mentioned it when we were recording with Jay that, you know, I met him the same weekend on the same property that we were just on when I met you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Well, and I mean, it's tough thing, right? With, with my schedule and your schedule and trying to do these interviews. I mean, we, we, we just, we, we, we do what we can. Mm-hmm. And, and sure. I, so I'm not blaming anybody. But I just thought it was funny. <laughs> no, no, I, I was just it. like, I wow. You had a whole thing about like uh, Jason Samkoviak and the scouting DVD. And I'm like, huh, this kind of sounds familiar, you know? Um, well, yeah, because you introduced us to like Jason's stuff and the and the penetration stuff. So you, you know, were like the founder of the feast, so to speak. Trying to and, trying to spread a good word. Yeah. Although you know, I I mean, I I don't really have any sympathy for you because we had to talk to Todd Smith and Isaac Justice for like four hours. <laughs> and if I'd been on, it would have been eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just kidding, of course, Todd and Isaac. You guys are great, but uh, <laughs> that was a really long time. Those were really good, but yeah, it is kind of it is kind of ironic, Tom, that you're like. You are. You're like kind of there in spirit, like like the ghost of Ben Franklin and like Scooby Doo <laughs> floating around or something. Like, oh, Tom was mentioned. He, I, do you, do your ears tingle when you hear these episodes? Or uh, you it's know, it's probably happening when we're recording. <laughs> to be totally honest, uh, no, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but when I hear it later, it's like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. You guys are talking to so and so. Well, and I'd um, always feel bad because like. Like you would, you would message me or Steve and you'd be like, you'd say, oh, no, you, you'd make a Facebook post and it would say, oh, I just found out that two of my best friends were talking about me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I only did that once or twice. Oh, uh, it was a hoot though. Now that there was, oh, I'm only going to mention one other one just cause it was so funny to me, but I had gone up to the, uh, uh, Compton, uh, big game classic in Pittsburgh and while I was there, I met a guy. I'd seen him around a little bit and uh, had a nice chit-chat. We got you know, close mutual friends and uh, went into the banquet and sit down at a table. And we were all chit-chatting. And, and they call for uh, the uh, videos, right? There's the, uh, the video contest. And uh, they play this clip. And it's a amazing intense video of a uh, bear hunt in Alaska and the guy ends up winning it and he's at my table and right after that I hear an episode with Mr. Lucky Jim Eckout mm-hmm. and I was just like holy cow I was just sitting next to that guy like and to hear a story about the uh, I think it was Oregon maybe um his uh his ram and that was just amazing but uh yeah looking back on the first year um i don't know i i, I was in some good ones we did a, a couple good interviews uh i don't know you, nick you weren't there I, I i think my 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 favorite stories well, to hear you just were said they were Kirk good episodes <laughs> what <laughs> you said <laughs> I'm poking fun at Nick. You said Nick, you weren't there, and I said, "Well, you just said they were good episodes." So you know, so. <laughs> you know, you were there. You were there for both Trag Gang episodes, weren't you? 
Uh, is there for the Terry Green one? Yeah, yeah we yep. had a good chat. Was so there a second Trad Gang episode? Well, well, Kurt's kind of really, Charlie really Lam- involved oh, in Trad yeah, Gang, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, so. Yeah. Right, Kurt was, yeah. yeah, and Charlie Lamb. And Charlie Lamb, oh my goodness. Oh, that was good. I was and delighted. I, it was, yeah, that was great. I just bought Charlie's book, by the way, because I missed the first printing and uh, posted it. I can't wait to read it again. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I can't wait to read it again. Um, or because I read most of it at Steve's house on his couch. <laughs> so I got to get, mm-hmm. I have my own copy now. So, but he was a hoot. That that was that was good. So, Tom, and I'm, I I want to get back to you because I I'm, I'm sure you've got more to more to say. Um, but I I it does bring up a good point and understanding that uh, you know that that to me is the 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 hardest part or the most stressful part about you know doing a podcast where you are bringing guests on is the scheduling. Um trying to and, and a lot of times I try to stay two or three episodes ahead on the recording simply because you never know if somebody's not going to be able to make it or maybe you're going to have technical difficulty or whatever but when I first started doing this I had you know using this this Google Drive that we use for all our show notes and so forth uh, I had a, a a document out there where I was trying to keep uh, upcoming guests outlined so to speak so I think maybe I need to get back to doing that and, you know, understanding your work schedule and your travel schedule, you know, sometimes it's just not going to be possible. But I would like if you see a name that you recognize or, or somebody that you would like to be a part of, you would at least be able to let me know so we can try to try to work with the scheduling. Because you're right. I mean, there's some there's some guests that you had a really strong tie to that for whatever reason, you know, you didn't get to be a part of. Um, and I think we need to try to correct that in the next year. You know, if we do, it's fun. Otherwise it's, it's great hearing the questions that you guys ask that I wouldn't have thought of. So, I mean, I've got no complaints. It's, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. Well, we could get Tom's questions in advance too, if he can't make it sometimes. Like, I don't think we've ever thought of that, but that, you know, we uh, that, that... actually did that once a little bit. Yep. with. Uh, did we? Jimmy uh, Behag. Yep. Um, I couldn't make it. I was actually on the road in a no cell zone at the time, but Steve and I kind of caught up and I, I, I had questions I wanted to ask. And uh, I think most of them kind of worked into the episode. So that was, that was great. Well, and, and to Steve's benefit, I mean, Steve, we have how many episodes now? 54? We're on 54. Uh, th- this, this will be episode 55. 55. We have had 55 Correct. episodes and almost all of these, there's been a guest. I mean, we, when we started this, when we started, you and I started talking about it. We had said, you know, we weren't really sure what we were doing and what we were going to do. We had our manifesto posts, which were episodes, which are basically just us talking about what we were about. And then we were like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to do, we, we had decided to record every week and have weekly content, but we didn't know if there were enough guests or if we'd be able to find enough guests to do that every week. And you've and you do all the scheduling. I found like two people. So for you to have been able to schedule 55 people or not, I mean for, I mean for 55 episodes, so maybe it was 52, 53, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's something, that's a lot of work that goes into that. I mean, so you can't really like, we can't give you a hard time about me not being able to make one or Tom not being able to make one. Cause I mean, you're pretty much the static every single week. So you know, 
and and you know i got to chip in and, and find more guests too so i mean that's not you know but things happen and you've had a busy year yourself man <laughs> so yeah I've somehow i managed to keep finding more things to do I, uh, eventually i'm just going to run out of time to even sleep but you know, it, and you do bring up a good point, and I, I had this in my notes to talk about. We'll go ahead and throw it in here now. You know, one of the things that I decided early on, and this is this is not a a, a, a jab at, at any podcast or anybody that's been on podcasts, but, and I think, you know, you and I sat down and talk about, talked about this early on, I didn't want to try to build a name for the show by trying to find all the big caliber names to bring on. Now, in my opinion, people like Jim Eckout, um, and I'll forget somebody. So if I don't call a certain name, it's not because I forgot you. It's just because I'm, I'm sitting here trying to remember, you know, all the different guests uh, over those 50 some episodes. But uh, Jim Eckhout, um, Paul Bruner, which Great one. I was going to say this later is definitely my favorite episode and I'll, I'll get in a little bit of why. And as Nick says, I'll fanboy a little bit more on that one. But, um, you know, the, the Jim Eckhouts, the Kirk Cabrera's, those guys have a name, Charlie Lamb, you know, he had, they definitely have names within their circles, but I didn't reach out to get the, na- the you know, the, the, the national celebrities. I would still like to get Warren Womack on the show. But the man has been on so many podcasts and, you know, I want to be fair to Warren. If I'm going to take his time, I want to have something unique to talk about with him. Not the same stuff that's been rehashed over and over again on, you know, several different podcasts. Nothing against them. It's just that's not what I want Mm -hmm. to do. I wanted to find wherever I could the unique angle. And I really wanted to find people that I knew had great stories to tell that weren't for whatever, whatever you want to call it, mainstream, so to speak. You know, the Crispin Henrys, oh, yeah. the, the Jeff Scoggins, the Ben Davises. You know, those guys came on, had absolutely phenomenal episodes. R.C. Carter, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Spikes. Um, a lot of good information, a lot of good stories. Several of those guys I want to have back on again. Ryan Gill's another one. I couldn't believe when I reached out to him that nobody had approached him about being on a podcast. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Um so, you know, I think the podcast industry is great from the perspective of there's so much content out there and you can, you can go and find what you want to listen to. Um, when I started putting this together, I wanted to do something that I would want to listen to each week. And to me, that's, again, that's the fresh content. And like we've said all along, and then we, you know, we've even kind of coined the or, or adopted, I should say, the hashtag hunt the experience. That's what we're about. It's about the experience of it all, whether you're hunting, fishing, camping, whatever you're doing. Focus on the experience. And in my opinion, that's the part you remember the longest. And, and when you are successful, it just makes it that much more special because you can tie it to those experiences. It's not just about getting out there and and, and killing an animal or, or catching a fish. I, so, you know, I, I was going to save that to the end and it kind of just got pulled out there, but I do appreciate the kind words, Nick. Um, I would definitely appreciate the help, <laughs> but you know, the, the Ryan Gill reaching out to me a couple of weeks ago and wanting to do this collaboration with him and hunt primitive primitive, that helps a lot too. So, 
you know, huge thanks to Ryan for, for, you know, asking to do that with me. I, that means a lot that he, he thinks a lot enough of the, the show and what we're doing, you know, to, to do that. So I'm really looking forward to doing those. We've got several of those guests already lined up, um, and probably we'll record the first one or the next one with Ryan Gill within the next couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah. Well, and I do want to toss out one more thing, Steve, while, while we're doing this uh, right now, that if we haven't, if you listen to the show and we haven't asked you or you know somebody that feels slighted that may they may not have been asked to be on the show, it's probably because they've been interviewed. That's that's probably one of the big reasons. Like, I've had a couple of people come up to me and say, why haven't you interviewed so-and-so yet? And it's just because if you were on a show recently, you know, if we don't have a fresh angle on it, we're not going to do the same exact show that the other show did. We want to do a little more research or give it a little bit of time. And that's fair to the other show too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Fair to the other show. It's fair to the guest. And to be honest, it's fair to the listeners. I mean, who wants to listen to the same thing that they heard? I mean, yeah, we could come up with a few unique questions, I guess, along the way, but it, 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 again, it's just not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I will echo what you said and we've asked this before. Um, please, if you're, if you listen to the podcast, if you've got somebody in mind that you think would be a, a good guest would have things to say that I don't care if they're not, you know, well known, um, reach out to me, and let me know. I'll, I'll contact them. And if it's something they want to do and we feel like we can, you know, make a, an interesting episode out of it. We'll, we'll do it in a heartbeat. That's how Jimmy B came about. Um, Scott Moore, who I've been talking about and, uh, are talking to and, and plan to have him on sometime in the near future. Uh, said, look, before you, before you interview me, you need to interview this guy and put me in touch with Jimmy. And it was a great episode. So, mm -hmm. um, anybody, you know, you can contact me through social media. You can, um, leave a, a message on the website and there's even a big button on the website that says email the podcast. Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to Tom. Mm -hmm. Um, we kind of, we kind of just took it right away from you again because that's what Nick and I do. <laughs> um, so, I thought I was done. All right. I, well, I didn't know. If, I I didn't know if you were or not. Um, but I do have. If you are, if you did, if you had covered all your topics, then I got a question for you. But oh, shoot, are you done? Okay, I'm gonna nail you down. Pick a pick an episode. What was or not necessarily an episode? What was your either favorite episode or your favorite moment? Uh, all right. So my my favorite episode that I was part of. There was something toward the end of uh, the Kurt Cabrera episode where we're talking about generational um, I don't know how to put it. You know, we were talking about you know, raising up the generation behind us and sometimes they slip away and sometimes they come back and talked about the boomerang effect and I don't know. I just felt like we hit on something you know, a, a deep truth. And then I guess that's part of it, but uh, 2018 in review. That's so other than uh, Jay St. Charles, that's the other episode that I actually listened to twice. And it, you know, it's just, it's really, you know, I, I don't think anybody knows. I, I don't think it's been said before. Maybe it did. Uh, I did say it, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a little bit of a reluctant participant. Um, 
I wasn't sure if a podcast was uh, the right thing to do uh, as far as putting, you know, hunting stories out and uh, with our names associated with all of it in this crazy modern age. And Steve, you said um, this is important and we need to have these things recorded. And you're right. You know, you look back at that and just us kind of talking about what we did in 2018, just three guys uh, living life passionately. We had a lot of stuff that we experienced individually and shared together. And I think that episode really wraps that up. And uh, who knows, I might might listen to it again. But those are a couple standouts for me. And... And I, you'll continue to hear that from me because it is something that, you know, there's a, there's a personal, personal selfish side of doing this to me is part of this. I do want to just capture, you know, podcast platform, something you may come along tomorrow, but, uh, you know, I've got copies of all of the audio files, everything that we've ever done. I've got a backup copy. I keep on a, a secondary hard drive. They're stored in, you know, in the cloud, so to speak. Um, so, you know, the three of us will always have those. So, you know, 30, 20, 30 years from now when, you know, I may not be able to get out there and actually do this again, or maybe, you know, somebody has to roll me out there in a, in a wheelchair or something, you know, I'm still going to be able to go back and listen and, and remember the things that, that time has taken away from me. Um, and the same thing goes with, you know, the recording we did this past week, that was, I hope it was entertaining to everyone listening, um, but it was entertaining for me and it was good to know that I'm always going to have that. Um, And, you know, we were, we spent a little bit of time talking about our, our, our mutual friend, Andrew in that episode. Uh, And I must admit while people were talking and even while I was talking about, I was thinking, you know, I really wished he hadn't been taken from us so soon. I would have loved to have sat down and actually captured one with him. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I've kind of made a personal vow, if at all possible, never to let that happen again, which is why, yes, I needed the content for this week, but getting that recording done in camp was more for selfish reasons than it was for anything else. I wanted to make sure that I at least got one recording of, of the Hambush crew, um, and you know, I'd like to do them again, you know, maybe not so broad next time, maybe sit down and maybe it's what Nick threw out, you know, let, let Doug get on and just tell some stories that we've all heard. Um, oh, and he, we won't, we won't, he's even, got stories we won't that even you punish him. Yet. Oh, I'm sure right. I do. I, I'm sure, excuse me. I'm sure he does. Um, but yeah, I won't even give him a heard it, uh, as, <laughs> as, as we're going through it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm. You know, uh, it it somewhat surprises me that you chose that episode, but at the same time, because I know you, it really it really doesn't. So, very cool, Nick. I guess uh, is there anything else you want to add? To any of this, or would you just like to kind of get into maybe what your favorite episode or moment? I think was? we just get into mine because I'm sure that you guys are going to want to comment and stuff too, and that's kind of what we're doing. So that makes sense to me. Well, and I mean, then this is really tough for me because every time I think of one, I think of another one we did, which leads to another one we did. And then I'm like, I don't even know how I can pick any of these, but I've kind of got them like categorically. Um, because to me, it's like history, 
did I learn something? And then just entertainment. You know, like I've, I've kind of got them like, so for me, two that stand out for history is that actually Jay, we did, a, we did several and every one of those, I just kind of sat there and was like, wow, I didn't even want to talk because I just wanted to hear him talk. Um, Jay, Nick, just as well. I gotta tell you, knowing so, when to shut up is a good thing because <laughs> let that guy go. Yeah. Would you, let, yeah. I mean, that's you priceless. Well, if we really just let him go, we'd have been there for another 16 hours. We did have to steer him a little bit because Jay, I love him to death. He can tell a story, and he's got a wealth of information. I mean, I could sit there and listen to that guy. I mean, if anybody should should get a CD out there, I mean, history with Jay would be fantastic. But he, he is definitely one of them that Steve and I were just kind of like messaging back and forth and going, man, oh, man, like – this is great. We don't have to say anything. He's just going, <laughs> you know, and it was awesome. And, uh, I, I felt kind of, the, I felt the same way with, with Jerry Brum and it was so great to sit down with him at Compton. I've talked to Jerry so many times and, and seen him at events with the MLA and at the, at the expo. And Jerry's just a guy that's been around and the history and you can see the history on him. I mean, he's just lived it. And it's, it was a pleasure to sit down with him at Compton at a major event and, and talk to him about the history of Great Northern and, and how it was tied into everything. Because you can't be a vendor in this and, and not be tied into it, especially early on. Um, you know, it, it's really all-inclusive. I mean, people, you hear people say, you know, you don't buy the bow, you buy the bowyer. You don't buy the quiver, you buy the quiver maker. Um, they've been a staple. And it's and they've been around, and it was just so cool to be able to sit with him and get that history recorded. And I and I hadn't heard Jerry on anything before we did it, um, so I was really happy to be able to do that. So Jerry and Jay, just the history angle, and you know, of course, Paul was great. You know, I just didn't know about Paul like Steve did. Um, I, I found out afterwards, basically. Um, but those were those were fantastic. So that's my that's my history pick, um, and so for for educational, I I listen. I got to tell you, Steve, I listened to the Crispin one like three times. Like, I I wow. just Crispin's was fascinating to me. Um, just he does something so different, you know, and you might you might have heard this from people too. Well, he he it, and I think that's a big part of it. But I think. To me, and from some of the feedback I got, the bigger part about Crispin was the, I'm trying to think how I want to put this. It wasn't so much hunting tactics, uh, where he's hunting, it was his approach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, really keeping a low profile instead of trying to get out there and thump his chest and say, look what I did, because it means so much to him, he doesn't want people taking or trying to take that away from him because he would rather, you know, just sit on the sidelines and be very quiet, which is smart. And I think, you know, it should have made a lot of people reflect a lot. Yes. uh, Especially on some of the behaviors you see today. And I think it was, it was that and it was the respect I loved the respect of in the calculation. Like he just calculated like what he was going to wear where he was hunting, their respect to talk to all the owners and the people surrounding the property. 
he making a situation of city living work for him to hunt where people would never think to hunt. And I was just like mouth open the whole time I listened to that for the first time because I live in a city and, you know, I've hunted what I've considered like more urban properties where I'm landlocked by private property and I can see houses when I go hunt. Um, and, and he's hunting these little pockets that are smaller than that. And mm-hmm. I just got a kick out of that. Like it was just so cool, <clears throat> you know, to, the way he just planned everything. I, I just thought the calculation and the matter of fact way, I love to hear him talk. Like it was just a great episode. Plus I wasn't in it and I didn't have to hear myself talk. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I liked, I liked that whole aspect of it too. Uh, but that, yeah, that was the, that was the, uh, first one that, that I did face to face. And those are special, I think too. The face to face ones are really cool. Uh, the one we did with, with Glenn Blackwood, um, mm-hmm. you know, who taught me about casting and some stuff around here. That was great. I love sitting down with him in a fly yeah. shop and talking like those are, those are special. So my fanboy moment just has to be Jay Campbell. Mm-hmm. It just has to be. Um, yeah. Cam was that doesn't surprise yeah, Cam me. was great too, but Jay, I don't, I don't black powder hunt. Um, I just he, he his writing got me kind of started writing, but Jay Jay was the one that refined it. Um, right. Longbow really was an inspiration for me reading that book, and it changed everything. And he, I never, I never, I never heard him talk before, so I had, I had, I, I had kind of put myself in his in his shoes reading the book and and uh but i didn't really understand his humor or anything like that until i actually got a chance to talk to him and now when i you know i went on kindle the other day and i reread a couple of those and i could hear him telling the story and it was so much better for me uh and the, the but the part of that podcast that i liked the reason why i liked that podcast the most if i had to pick one episode it would be that one and the reason why is because there was so much emotion into that one. We went from being very serious, talking about the closet, and really getting deep with him, to laughing mm-hmm. and having a great time, you know, to laugh out loud moments, and then getting a chance to interview Karen, too, and getting that perspective. So that whole sequence was just like up and down, up and down. That was just a great interview, in my opinion, to get, to get that out of somebody. Um, and it goes so many places. So that, that's, that's gotta be my favorite one, I think. And, and I would agree uh, with everything you said. It's, it's, and Jay was one of those that when I, when it hit me that I needed to reach out to him, I was like, I can't believe I haven't thought about him sooner. But at the same time, you know, a lot of times these things have a way of just happening at the right time. And I think for us to interview Jay was just the right time because of some of the, some of the other guests we've had, some of the experiences that we've had with guests since then. I think it just made that, that recording that much better. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when we first, when we first started out, Jay has been mentioned a couple of times now. And, you know, Jay was the first person on my list. Um, But at the same time, because of the history there, because of, um, you know, I knew once we got Jay on and started talking about, you know, Fred Bear, his dad, Fred Bear, the, the little Delta hunts, uh, the Cedar Chalet, all the history that he has. I wanted to make sure we got the bugs worked out first 
um, because I knew we were going to look. Anytime you do something like this first time, you're going to have some rough few episodes figuring out, getting basically finding your your own comfort in what you're doing. Um, that I just you know I, I'm going to make sure we didn't take away from from Jay to do that, and that's that's nothing against any of the the guests we had. I think we did like three episodes just you and I before we even got a guest on to you know to kind of work out some of those bugs. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with you. Jay was fantastic. Karen was fantastic. Um, you know, and I could sit there and say that I could just go down the list. Uh, I think. Everybody that we've had on in their own way has just been a fantastic guest. I, I, I'm, I'm proud to say I can't sit here and say that we've had any guests that I just said, wow, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was none of them have been. They've all been they've all been really good. They've all been, you know, special in their own way. And obviously, I think it's just human for us to to pick favorites. Um and I kind of already talked about the, anything else you want to say. No, there, Nick, I was I going to kick it to you because I, in my opinion, you probably be the. I mean, I know which one is your has got to be your favorite, and you already kind of mentioned it. But for I mean, you've talked to the thing is is like yeah, you know, I come on and talk to these people during the interview. But another thing that's super unique about you, not to blow smoke, but you get to know all these people. Like you have conversations with them. I'm not much of a phone conversationalist. You know, that's that's more your thing. It's just not really my generation's thing. But you you do that way more. Um, and it's like you're and it's like they're friends by the time they come on. And, and you know, you keep up with them. So it's got to be harder for you to pick a favorite because, you know, these people now. <laughs> it, so. it, yeah. And that's that's a good point. I mean, you know, it's not and I shouldn't say it's everybody. I mean, you know, I think every guest that we've had on at some point, I've I've definitely followed up with them some more than others. Um Jeff Scoggins being one, uh, you know, being that guy, we text each other all the time. Um, he, uh, back during hunting season, he would text me a, a, a picture when he had success. I would do the same thing. You know, he, he kind of got, we've both gotten into the saddle hunting. Uh, he took a different route than I did. I, I bought mine. He's actually building his himself, which is fantastic. If you've got time, I just don't have to, it's, it's, more cost effective for me just to buy one because I just I don't have the mm-hmm. time. Um, but you know he sent me a just this week he sent me a photo he's he's getting ready to start turkey hunting and he's he's built a ghillie suit for his camera tripod, which is just you know it's just cool. cool. I mean he, cool. He, he, he you know he's sending me text and keeping me in the loop on this stuff and I'm I'm hoping to get up and do some fishing with him this year and probably end up having him back on the show at some point. Um, Paul Bruner, I probably pick up the phone and call Paul once a month now. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, he, he was definitely my favorite, but he was my favorite simply because this guy was my, I don't want to use the word mentor. I looked up to him growing up. Um, when, when I was struggling really hard to learn to hunt in my youth, cause I didn't have, I didn't have anybody I, you know, I, I started hunting by myself. Um, I was a, you know, I was an adult and had, had taken several animals before I ever even tried to do a hunt with anybody. Um, cause I just didn't have anybody around me, but I had, you know, the, the hunting video industry was just getting started and it wasn't, and I'm sorry, it wasn't the crap you see now. I mean, it was, there was, there was good content. 
there were, um, you know, it wasn't people high-fiving and hooping and hollering and smoked them and all this garbage that just drives me up the wall. Uh, and they were trying to educate you. You know, um, there's a lot of things that Dan Fitzgerald, I, I, that I have a real problem with from a commercial aspect. Um, and I get it, right? That's how he makes his living. But you can't go on every other, every every three months and have a new sponsor. And now, you know, you can't hunt without this product. That That part really gets to me. But it wasn't so much like that in his early days. You know, he was trying to teach people and show people. And he still does. It's just... To me, it gets lost, and it, it becomes, you know, 10 minutes of hunting, 15 minutes of commercials kind of thing. Um, but back to Paul Bruno, I get off my soapbox. <laughs> you know, a lot of what I learned, even though at the time I wasn't hunting with traditional gear at that time, but he just had a way of explaining things and taking your time. I mean, I remember watching videos where he would take an area, a topo map, and they would start, you know, pointing out things like terrain that I still use today. Um locating funnels by looking at, at aerial photos. And, and, and I mean, you're talking about things that was done, that was aired back in the eighties, you know, mid to late eighties. So, and then for various reasons that I'm not even going to speculate on, I do know some of the story there, but you know, he just decided to step out of that light and, and do what made him happy and more power to him. But I really wished he'd kept doing it because I think he could have, I honestly think he could have potentially had a big impact on how the, the hunting industry may have went from a, a, a video perspective. And honestly, I think that's part of the reason he just bowed out uh, as he saw where it was going. But anyway, I pick up the phone and talk to him uh, probably again, once a month. Most of those conversations are very short for someone that's in their mid to late seventies. He's very active today still and it's it's kind of hard to pin him down and talk to him for more than about 10 minutes because he wants to go and get back to the bow he's working on or or whatever that may be but that episode was very special um the episode with crispin again it was very special because i've known crispin for for so long and knew he had a great story to tell that nobody's really asking um and i do plan to get him in fact i had originally planned for this episode to try to pull several of these guests back in and do it and we'll still do that and do a um an episode with several of these people at one time and and really get a roundtable discussion going but it just timing just didn't work out um but yeah i mean we've i have become what i would say is you know as, as good of friends as you can as get with people without you know meeting them face to face or or seeing them face to face on a regular basis I, I do keep in touch with a lot of these people um it is uh it it's an exciting part of it for me when i actually reach out to these people the first time whether it's through email or through a phone call or or some other mechanism on using the internet and then i actually get them on the phone for the first time and you know I wish sometimes I could capture a lot of those conversations because there's a lot of times there's great content that come out, especially the people that are just really good um, communicators. You know, some of those in initial phone conversations are fabulous and you have to, I have to tell them, all right, slow down. Don't, you know, save some of this content for when we get, sure. <laughs> when we start recording. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a lot of folks either already lined up for the next year uh, and the ones I don't have lined up, I've, I've got them in mind and I've put feelers out and I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, most of them will 
be guest. I'm I'm making a point not to mention names because there's been several things that have happened over the Todd Todd Smith has has labeled it the podcast wars, but I have <laughs> begrudgingly learned you can't say anything publicly about something you have planned or it'll be it'll be adopted by somebody else within Scooped. a week. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 brutal. Um and I mean, I no hard feelings, look, but I mean, it's just, I learned my lesson. So I keep things close to the chest now. And, um, uh, but we do have some, you know, I do have some great guests, I think lined up. Um, and we're going to, I've got some ideas for how we're going. I'm going to try to do some, some different things, some special things. Um, the video channel, I'm definitely going to try to be doing more there. Um, I've, I've tossed around the idea of possibly doing some, some video, um, video type, um, episodes where we're, we're not only are we recording the audio, but we're simultaneously doing video as well and, and releasing those both on YouTube or maybe Vimeo. I haven't decided yet, uh, as well as just releasing the audio as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so yeah, before you get into all that, you gotta, you gotta tell us your episodes. You mean my favorite? Yeah, your favorite. So we know we know we know Paul's well, up there. Yeah, Paul. I would. I would. I, I thought I'd made that clear. So I'll, I'll, well, <laughs> if well, it didn't, well, I will into, come out and say into tangents and rants. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's me. I'm. I'm sitting here thinking too much. And thank um, yous. So, <laughs> uh, Paul. Paul was definitely my favorite. Um, and instead of doing, instead of going beyond that, I tell you something I was actually looking at before we started. I got to reach over to my computer here real quick and pull this up. But so I will ask you the question real quick, and and I do want to kind of start wrapping this thing up here. But if I ask you guys today which episode you would have thought would have been the most popular, the most downloaded episode, what would what would you think it would be? And Tom, I'll let you guess first. Oh man. Um all right. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for the uh okay. I think the one of the Wyoming episodes had a gear review in the title. I'll bet that's up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are gear Nick? junkies. Oh uh, I don't even know if I should answer this because I, I think I know which one it is. Um, I'm going 12 factors just because either you are a, it's just, it's such a, it's such a dividing topic because either you are just all about Ed Ashby or you can't stand everything about Ed Ashby and all the people who like Ed Ashby. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you and I have actually talked about that. So that was unfair to, yeah, it's Dr. Ashby to to Tom. I'm not taking that away from him. (laughs) Right. So it was, it was the 12 factors episode, um, episode 29 is, and it still gets, I get a report each week and it's still getting downloads, whether people are re-listening it or finding, finding it the first time. So it's, it's at the top of the heap, um, honorable mentions, uh, other episodes that are, that are really close, uh, would be, uh, Crispin Henry's episode. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, in Good fact, stuff. he was, yep, he was the, actually the top episode until like a month after the 12 factors episode was released was where he, he kind of got surpassed. Mike Mitten's episode is oh, right yeah. up there. Oh um, yeah. Good one. And then oddly enough, the, uh, era lethality, 
uh, discussion with Todd and Isaac. So those those are kind of like the top four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Is it one, two, three? Uh, I wanted to give you the top five, and I'm having to go back and look. It's, it's got to be Todd. Everybody loves Todd. So, yeah, Mike Mitten, Crispin Henry, um, the lethality episode, and then that was the other one. Oh, Paul Bruner. Yep, I should have known mm-hmm. that. So those are kind of like the top five episodes. So the 12 Factors of Penetration, Paul Bruner, um, Crispin Henry, uh, Air Lethality, and Mike Mitten. Uh, those have been the top episodes to date. Now, obviously, that's not fair to the episodes that were out in the last few weeks, but um, I think you'll. I think that that 12 factor one will just continue to grow. It seems like people just keep finding that one. So <laughs> Karen uh, said, which I think is pretty Karen cool. and Jay are sitting there on the boat. So, well, that ain't fair. I, we just got interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm anxious to see those, those, both of those continue to get downloads each week. Uh, obviously Karen's hasn't been out but a couple of weeks, but, um, Jay's continues to, seems like people are still finding that. And I'm, I'm still finding a lot of people, you know, stopped listening during hunting season and mm-hmm. they're still catching up. Well, and we, that was just something um, we just found out this year. Um, you know, we didn't really know how that was going to work. Uh, so we've been kind of feeling this out and there were a few that I'm actually pretty shocked that aren't near the top. Um, but you never know. I mean, they could get popular. That's the thing about podcasts. It's not like they're dead. You know, as long as they're out there, people are going to download them. Well, and it's in all honesty, it's getting to be a saturated it market. Um, there's, uh, I, I can't tell every week there's a new podcast that's launched and, you know, at first when I started, when I started seeing that trend, I was like, wow, you know, that, that really sucks, but it really doesn't. I mean, I think, you know, people are going to find good content and that's the good part about it is if you want, if you want to get out and search for something that appeals to you, you can do it. And I think our show is geared more towards, we're going to have episodes that some people just aren't going to want to listen to because the content doesn't appeal yep, to them. Especially being broader. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Right. Um, but... At the same time, I think it's good because there may be somebody that just is a habitual listener that listens every week that may hear one and go, wow, you know, I never thought about that, but now it sounds, that sounds interesting. I may have to try that, which I think's very mm-hmm. cool. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's definitely been guests that we've had on that have prompted me to actually go out and try new things like the, the whole fiberglass fly rod thing. I'll be honest. I've, I've fallen back in love oh, with fly fishing. I forgot just because of the fiberglass. I forgot rods. Cameron's episode. I can't believe I forgot Cameron's episode. Yeah. Cameron's episode is, was fantastic. And the numbers on it are, are good, but you got to remember people, the bulk of our listeners are bow hunters. Well, there's um, the other thing. And the other thing that. too, Steve is, is Cameron has been interviewed by so many fly fishing podcasts. I mean, Cameron gets interviewed like I I saw he was just in two more the other day. Like he he's kind of led that fiberglass revolution. So I'm not really all that shocked because fly fishing is kind of its whole whole other world that you and I kind of just dove into this year. Like you'd been fishing, but it wasn't really on the radar until like I jumped into it and got crazy. And then, right. you know, and, and then Tom could talk for days on it too. So, I mean, I'm sure we're going to open up more of that content now that we're rolling into a season where we're, we're like, we're all fishing. I mean, it'll get, you know, it, it will get more of that out there. 
So yeah, and that is something I do want to say now, Tom. Is I want us to find a a fly fishing guest and and get you on as the co-host of that episode, mm-hmm. uh, especially after I, I sat there and had to force myself not to throw rocks at you out in Wyoming when you yeah, were casting that yeah, little three weight into in the in yeah, twenty mile an hour Tom's winds. like the local pro. <laughs> at the golf course yeah. <laughs> nick i i will just tell you this if you'd been sitting there like i was watching this transpire i mean it, it really took a lot of restraint not just go out there and shove it i was gonna say i didn't push him in the creek uh, <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> did you uh did you notice that i waited till it was after dark before i took your two weight out on the uh dock last week no, I didn't. Yeah. I actually didn't know you had even taken it out. Oh, yeah. What'd you think of it? Uh, yeah, I. You know what's funny? So I haven't cast a, a fiberglass rod in a long time. I think probably back to the the nineties, if not the eighties. And um, it was weird. It was kind of like going home. It just it felt so good, and I don't think it took five or six false casts to really like feel it loading and just slip right back into that thing. So see, that's uh, weird. Well, when you drew your winner, I was a little disappointed. It wasn't me. So I guess I got, <laughs> I guess I got to make a phone call now. Oh, Scott would love to make you one. And you know, it was funny. That's the difference between you and me. Cause I'd have been out on the dock in the middle of the day going, Hey Steve, Steve, I don't know if you noticed, but I just cast that 75 yards. <laughs> of course I can't, but I'm just saying, <laughs> there will come a day. <laughs> uh, you 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 will have a very hard time casting that that two weight seventy five no, yards. But uh, but no, I actually I knew you had I knew you had talked about it and you uh, I thought you had cast it a little bit that first day, but I did not know you carried it out another afternoon. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, well, gentlemen, I actually think has anybody got anything else they want to add? I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think this is. Uh, we have a lot in store, folks. So moving. Yeah, we do. We haven't to, even done to year two. Yeah. Yeah, and I and one thing I will say is the 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 reason we're doing the year in review at episode fifty five for those that don't know is the first the first week we actually released three episodes um, in the first week uh, just to get content out there. So where the twenty sixth of March was actually the 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 date that the first episode was dropped in case you guys didn't remember that. Um, but anyway, um, just in wrapping up here, uh, you know, we, as Nick said, we got a lot of, we got a lot of great stuff coming, uh, both from, um, the, the three amigos here, as well as the, the collaboration with Ryan Gill and, and hunt primitive. Uh, if you haven't noticed, there is now a new logo showing up in iTunes and that will be our, our logo going forward. um, I am working on getting some mock-ups on some shirts and caps. And the idea there is once I find something that I, that I like, both from a quality perspective and appearance perspective, uh, I will be announcing a pre-sale on those. So you'll, you'll want to keep an eye out for those because it will be a discounted price to, to ordering the, uh, the merchandise in advance. That helps me you know, place a, a bigger order and make it more cost-effective so I can keep the cost low for everyone. Um, also, I mentioned the the video channel, really working on trying to put at least one video out a week, uh, either how-to gear reviews. Uh, I am going to be working on a series around saddle hunting for the traditional bow hunters, so 
uh, watch for those coming later uh, this year. I mentioned we are planning on doing the uh, potentially doing some video casts. May or may not do one of those at Compton's. Uh, both uh, Nick, myself, and as far as I know, Tom will be attending Compton's this year. And the plan is to have a booth for. Uh, the traditional outdoors podcast so if you're going to be at the compton's rendezvous in michigan uh, be sure to stop by and say hello and and uh, chat with us a little bit i would love to see you that's pretty much all i have so with that we're going to wrap this up i just want to say thank you for everyone that has uh, listened to the podcast subscribed to the podcast provided such great feedback to us um, connected with me online sent me uh, messages sharing our post commenting on our post you know it, it's it's it really makes it just all the more worthwhile to hear the feedback from you our listeners so um please keep it up and again as i've said before and we were talking about earlier if there's something you'd like to hear or see be sure to reach out and let us know until the next time take care everyone and thank you tom and nick for joining me tonight. awesome thank you, thank you Steve. Thanks, see you guys